What's going on, everybody? It is Monday, March 28, 2016, and I just found out that unicorns are real. <laughs> Welcome to another fantastic episode of Three Drink Minimum. Fantastic! We got a hell of a show lined up for you this evening. But first, let me introduce my lovely, lovely co-host. First, to my left, the beautiful, the luscious, the full-bodied Mr. Chris Vaccarelli. I was hoping you were going there. Yeah, you know I will. You know I always would. And to his left, man, dyslexia did not beat me today. To his left, the very beautiful, the very wonderful Chrissy Mayer. What do you guys think of my new bangs? I was, you know what? I literally was just about to say, did you do something with your hair? Yeah, like, yeah. I, did you dye it though a little bit darker it's, too? Yeah, it I looks got, a little bit darker. I got like, yeah, everything. I got a pink glaze. And I got the roots and then bangs. So it's different now. There you go. I thought, I thought it was a wig. I thought, but see, that's... Thanks. A, <laughs> what he meant to say, it was a good-looking wig. Like it, Frank's like, is solid. not like the bangs. He's like, did I... Do you remember I told you that one time I didn't like bangs? I was like, oops, no, I didn't remember. <laughs> a little late for that. Oh, well. Yeah. No, it looks good. See, being raised by women, like, I automatically know, like, when women do something to their hair. And, like, I'll, me I'll mention it, like, whenever, and then people just love me. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, my God, my husband didn't even notice. And I was like, yeah. this is why I'm here. My boss was like, oh, your hair is different. <laughs> by the way, All you're fired. <laughs> yeah, where's that's, my ice water? I get, I get that a lot, too. My you do. Your, like your hair always looks beautiful. Yeah. It really does. It just reminds me of a big robbing penis um mm. so you know but before we get into everything that's all wonderful and great how was everyone's weekend it was good chris you do anything fun and spectacular i i can't repeat it but yeah it was good thank Ooh. you for being so informative that hey. that's great like i'm just going to assume that you're a superhero now Some, somewhat yeah okay <laughs> gypsy thinks so <laughs> I, 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 well friday i had the show at broadway that was how'd good. that go it was it was a very good crowd yeah yeah. Do you, Melissa usually packs that place out. It was packed. That place is usually yeah. packed out. Good show, good show. Who was, who was headlining it? Uh, I don't know. Again, <laughs> really bringing the information, bringing <laughs> it hard. We are the hard-hitting no, journalism. We weren't even allowed in the room. Like, we couldn't fit in the room. We got to stay, like, outside. I was outside with the with uh, Ernie, the bouncer, all, all night. There you go. We came in. There's no room for us. It's okay. It's okay. That's good. That's all right. Chrissy, how about you? It was good on Friday. I saw Superman versus Batman. Okay, so did I. Yep. Um, you know, it was too long. It was. And I liked it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why they were fighting. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna masturbate to both of them. Yeah. Like, why is all this? Like, you why know, can't we just be friends? Why can't we just get along? And I thought Wonder Woman was super hot. Um, I don't agree with the critics that thought that she had should have had bigger boobs. I was like, her boobs are fine. We could always have bigger. They were there. You know, I got. I gotta say, they did Wonder Woman really awesome. Yeah. Like, she was badass. She like was her mysterious. entrance and everything. That was pretty awesome. And Gal Gadot, she's hot. She's, she's so hot. She's really hot. I, I like I, it. I watched it with my 13 year old cousin, and he was like, she's hot. And I was like, he's uh, like, are you, and you're like, are you jerking off for the first time over there? Uh, it'd be second. But yeah, no, it was just uh, Tommy one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was uh, it was definitely good. I I had off last week from school, so I literally just binge watched <gasps> so much Netflix. So jealous. So much Netflix. Jessica Jones because I hadn't watched that. Uh, Daredevil season two, fantastic. I just got my whole superhero on, and it was fantastic. I'm so jealous of the teacher schedule. Like I miss working at a school for that reason. Like oh you God. just get so much sweet sweet so off beautiful. time. It's oh, so beautiful. I'm watching oh. a lot of Supernatural on my uh, vacation. Are you? What yeah. season you on? I'm on like eight. All right. Okay. All right. Stick with it, because this season's good. Oh no, <laughs> this season's good. Believe me, I'm it sticking is good. with it. 
All right, now that we've told you all about our wonderful TV show lives, uh, Chrissy, because <laughs> that's what people are tuning in for. They're like, I want to know what he's watching, I want to know when they're watching it, and what their feelings are about it. Uh, Chrissy, our good old friend Cat Williams, I hear, is in the news once again. We were talking about him uh, two, what was it, two weeks ago, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and I hear he's in the news once again for some wonderful things. Yeah, this week on Cat Watch, um, he <laughs> fought a 17-year-old kid. Um, This was in Gainesville, Georgia. Um, The kid, Luke Walsh, uh, was actually, I guess the two of them were charged with disorderly conduct, or maybe him, because he's more of the adult. Um, But, like, all these people were watching with their cameras and, like, taking photos, and, like, I I guess his now Cat Williams family is trying to get him help uh, after this video (laughs) came out. Um, I think also a few weeks ago he was passed out covered in chocolate syrup. Is that him? Uh, this video? That, that right there. Is that yes, him? this is him. Oh my yeah. god. So he, he like, like there were words that were exchanged. Him and a 17-year-old. And then he hits the kid out of nowhere. And then uh, the kid puts him in a chokehold. Yeah, like, I saw that. Like, he lost that Oh, he fight. got his ass kicked. Like, yeah. he, he, he got is. taken down. See, like, this doesn't really come along. Okay, uh... You know, I don't know if this is the one. There's one on TMZ. <laughs> this looks like some 40-year-olds playing softball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there he is. There he is. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is... Oh it's God. coming he up. He looks terrible. He looks See, like he just smoked crack. I'm looking at this thinking he's going to hit the kid with the camera, but instead he hits the kid with the pink shirt. And uh, I guess <sighs> this is the scuffle. And damn... Oh man, the kid's kicking his ass. Look at <laughs> he really the kid. You he can tell he knows what oh, to do. He goes right God. into it. Like, Listen, like, training. like I don't know Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but that's that's I watch that kid, a lot of UFC, and oh, that kid's got a future. Like yeah. that, damn. Ooh. Yeah, he's got I, his moves down. I mean, he didn't oh, lock it in, shit. but yeah, no, he. But that's the thing, though. Didn't he get up afterwards and it was like, "Listen, I want it to be about the community." Like in saying some like <laughs> real like. Like, mellow shit, like I didn't just get my ass whooped by a 17-year-old. He probably was realizing, oh, this is going to be super <laughs> viral, so I might as well try oh, to, like, say God, something that's embarrassing. and save it. Oh, so, you're a grown-ass man, oh. Cat well, Williams. Well, I wouldn't say that, but... Hmm. It's just, was he, like, 4'2"? 46? No, oh. I was talking as high Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's... Well, good. I'm glad to know yeah. that, that Cat Williams is, uh, is still absolutely batshit crazy. He's still that, a hot mess. That, that's, that's good to know. But... I hear that there is another comedian uh, that has also been making waves uh, due to some maybe disorderly conduct or some uh, yes, things with holy that crap. nature. This past Saturday, Margaret Cho was doing you know a weekend of shows at the Stress Factory in New Jersey, New Brunswick, and this video just came out. It's on TMZ. It's on uh, page six. So basically, she she did like her you know maybe five shows or like the majority of the shows were great, and then this last show she just was rambling and she talked she was like the witnesses were saying that she was a, like a downer she was talking about rape the whole time and Gary Shandling's death and then she made like a bunch of gay jokes and then two audience members started fighting and then everybody started walking out of this show and she was yelling at them like calling the like the walking out audience like oh you're white you're like you're too privileged and like she's yelling at people. She's like, "You will never get a cent of the money that you paid for this show." And oh, some God. guys like, "This is the this is our comedy before Easter. You're just talking about rape." <laughs> they're, like, they're expecting nice like, things. What, you, what would be appropriate Easter comedy? I don't know. And then so she, same thing. I think it's the full moon. I swear it affects people differently. No, they're comedians. They're fucked up. Every once in a while, you're gonna was get was that her? You're gonna get like a that was her on the thing. Jeez. She also tweeted out, "Actually, for once, I wasn't high." It was jet lag? Yeah, right. 
exactly what brought you here, but no, you will never get a cent of the money back that you paid. Performer, like, are they trying to remove physically remove yeah, from the stage? Like. I mean, that place is that's not like a couple people leaving, like, that looks like the place is it was empty. A mass yeah. Exodus. yeah, I think like more than half the crowd left. My god, I know we I've had a set go like that, huh? No, just me. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. Really, you've <laughs> walked a whole no, I haven't walked an entire audience just yet. And like, I said that same thing though, like, they weren't gonna get their money back, but they did. Um, yeah, because like I, I actually think that um, they released a really good statement, like the uh, the stress factory. They, he was, Maybe she was. They stressed. were very supportive. <laughs> good one. They were supportive of her, <laughs> but they were also like, you know, we understand our audience members want to be entertained. Yeah. We want we want to see the finished product of jokes. We don't want to see like the icky, you know, working out period. So. See, like, you well, know, and I want to bash her so badly, but, like, a few weeks ago, she just started following me on Twitter. <laughs> so, like, I, I kind of can't. Uh, well, that's what I was going to start saying. Is her career really that good anymore? I mean, she's following Tom. I mean, the shows, were sold, <laughs> the shows were sold out. Because, I mean, she has a name. Like, people know oh, who yeah. she is. I don't, but, I mean, she's not, she's not in the limelight. She's not, I don't think she's... Like somebody when it's like, oh my god, I need to go see her right yeah, now. Yeah, not like Amy Schumer. Obviously, yeah, exactly. not like. There's nothing like. You, you could say she's not super relevant, but like, right. if you don't just outright fuck up, you can retain your your sort of original fan base. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, yeah, she only has four hundred thirty-eight thousand followers on Twitter. I mean, she can lose a few in New Jersey. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. I mean, she's she's really not going to be losing too much. But that's uh, that's rough. That 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 I don't. <sighs> You have to, like, get really pushed to a certain breaking point to really just start attacking the audience like that. Yeah. Because, like, listen, I think all of us have performed when we're in, like, the shittiest moods possible mm -hmm. and just, like, don't want to be there, would rather be home. But, I mean, they still paid money to come and see you, especially if you're, like, a headliner. Exactly. I think sometimes you have sets that are for you and some you have... And sometimes when you're not feeling it's for you, you have to kind of, like, perform. <clears throat> you have to kind of, like you know give these people what they want and if you're not feeling it like maybe you will start to feel it if you act like you're in a better mood like that sometimes works for me well i mean that's but if you're gonna attack the audience like at least make it entertaining like for example bill burr when he did that thing in, in Philly, philadelphia where he literally just went up there for 15 minutes and just, and just ripped uh, and i mean have you ever seen that video no they shit literally he just ripped Philadelphia saying like, oh my God, you fucking suck. He's like, you have a statue of a fictional character in your fucking city. Like, and just ripping them apart. He's like, fuck the Liberty Bell. Really? Fuck does the suck. Flyers. He was it, it does. Really like, was lame. It, for like 15 minutes straight. So that was entertaining as shit though. And like, I would have loved to, see, and that's the thing. One of my buddies just went and saw Bill Burr. Um, I want to say like a couple weeks ago. And he kind of just, he storytells. Like he's just up there and yeah. he like, he tells his story, but he also says shit to like get people to talk to him. Uh, right. And like, so a woman like yelled out something in like the front because he was talking about like how women deserve to get paid less and like yeah. obviously like instigating yeah, the crowd. He always does a lot of woman stuff. Yeah, great. and yeah. so like a woman yelled in the front row and he like tore her apart. Like that's right. kind of it's like planned. asking for this it. This looked like kind of aimless, kind of unplanned, kind of like just uh, you're, you know, you have to like tag out. Exactly. You know? Well, I mean that's actually a perfect transition. Uh, Steve Hofstetter. Uh, who has been on this show before. He's called mm -hmm. in before. Uh, well known uh, in the comedy 
community. Uh, he recently went extremely viral. Uh, and the reason I found out is because I was browsing Reddit last uh, yesterday, and he was the number one uh, thing on Reddit, the number one trending on Facebook. Damn. Uh, all because of a heckler. Uh, and I have to say it was absolutely phenomenal. Basically what happened was he was doing a set and he was talking about parenting and this woman like yelled out like, you know, what do you know How about parenting? What do you know about parenting? How many kids you got? And yeah. he's like, uh, none. And she's like, see? And he's like, I don't need to, to have he, he had a great line. I loved it. He's like, I'm not a pilot, but if I see a helicopter in a tree, I know you fucked up. Yeah, like, he's like, I know something went wrong. But like, That's he like funny. just went into material and yeah. like it was, it was like a two and a half minute, three minute video that was just handled perfectly. And it yeah. was just like the perfect example of like how to deal with a heckler. Who's so smart about it. And he like just set himself up. Like she set him up perfectly for one of his punchlines. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, oh, what, what's your favorite team? And she was like, I forget. And he was oh, like. Oh, the Redskins. Yeah. yeah, Redskins. So when they lose, you get upset, right? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, how do you know? You never played professional football. Yeah, it's just, it's perfect. perfect. <laughs> and it literally, but that's the thing. Like it's, he did also like an ask me anything on Reddit today. I jumped up to the front page again because I have to say, like, have you ever messed around with Reddit? Like, no, at, I don't feel like I'm nerdy enough. It's a scary place. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it really, like, I love Reddit, but like, as a comedian, like, I've tried to put some stuff up there before, and it's usually just, it, it, like, it usually is just like they just say whatever they want. But Steve does really well on Reddit, and I've seen him do really well on it. Um, and that's the thing, like. He did like this whole ask me anything, and people were just asking like, "Did you plan this? You know, was the person a plant and stuff like that?" He's like, "No, I mean, she just she just walked into material, and it just literally wound up being perfect, and it mm -hmm. didn't really it made the show better when yeah. you know like a heckler is like yelling stuff out and just essentially trying to make it all about them." And he wasn't rude to her at no. all. He didn't name call. He was like, "Help! Oh, have you ever you know has anybody ever ordered a pizza by accident?" Which was yep. like perfect like part of his joke and. And uh, I think she just kind of maybe quiet down after that. Well, I mean, like, so I think we've all had experiences with hecklers before, right? So, Vac, what, what has been your worst experience with a heckler before that just either didn't go well or you handled it extremely <clears throat> well? But Yeah, I mean, well, me and Christy did the heckler show, you know, at Stand Up New York. And that was just like... Where hecklers are... One after another. Yeah. I mean, Welcome. You don't even, yeah, mm -hmm. you don't even have a chance to breathe. Good old JC show. Yeah. Well, JC was probably my best one. He, as soon as I went up, he, he, he said, "You suck" or something, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, I'm getting, I'm getting heckled by the host." <laughs> and I told the crowd, "Don't worry, I don't take anything he says seriously. Our families go way back. My great grandfather owned his great great grandfather." And that was oh it. boy! And that just and that just shut it down. Well, shut, shut that that just shut up. it down. Yeah. That, Chrissy, what about you? Yeah, I um. I've gotten better at it, and I like. I feel like like years ago, I would be deer in headlights with a he like yeah. heckler. Like my very first one ever was like here in Westchester. Like some lady called. She's like, I think you're an asshole, because <laughs> she's right in the front row, and I was like, you look like somebody who likes to get choked, and she was like. <laughs> She's like, I think you're an asshole. But her whole table like loved me, and I, I spent the entire set just like being super sweet. And I'll be like, all right, maybe you'll like this next porn joke. <laughs> and then so like that was like a little rough, but I feel like I was like sweet, and I got my way out of it. And then there was this other one. I think last year, uh, this bar up by Columbia. This guy was like, he was drunk and like kind of young. I think he was a college age student. And he said to me, he was like, oh, he was just talking over all my punchlines. And I'm like, what's your deal? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he's like, I want to be like you. I want to do comedy. And I was like, bullshit. If you wanted to be a comedian, you'd be out somewhere right now doing comedy. And all the comedians in the back are like, yay. Yep. 
And I, that felt really good because, like, my teeth really came out. And I was like, you, I'm like, you suck. I'm like, you have the body of an IT professional. I'm like, you're a shit. <laughs> and he wouldn't stop. I was like, you're an asshole. I'm like, you're a shitty person. Yeah. It was great. It was I mean, liberating. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I've had hecklers that are just talking to get attention. I've had drunk hecklers that are just talking because they just, like, it's like that little thing in your head that's like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but then it's just like, nope, I'm gonna say it. And then I've heard like really violent hecklers like that like wanna like hurt you. Like the, the best one I had was at the Mem one of the Memphis May shows in Croton, in Croton of all places. Where the people are so close to you. Correct, like yeah. they're right there. And I'm doing, a, I'm doing a joke about cats. Like I'm literally talking cat about- Cat Williams? Like, no, not even Cat Williams. Like, <laughs> so I couldn't even offend anyone. I was talking about my own cats, mm -hmm. right? And so I was talking about, I said, I own two cats. Um, which is like one away from being a crazy cat person or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, but I just have two, so I don't know what that means. And this biker guy, there was this biker guy and his girl, and they were sitting in the booth in the back, and it goes, it means you're gay. But he was like dead oh. serious. And I was like, wait, what? And, like, and I was like, that's the thing you were going to call me out on? And like, we just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I got off stage, and I was like, okay, whatever. And he started heckling some other people too. But this big, huge guy comes over to me. And he comes over to me at the bar and he goes, listen. He goes, I want to suck your dick. He goes, that heckler that just like, you know, listen, I think you're really funny. He goes, I see that. That guy's giving you problems. He pulls out a pocket knife. He goes, do you want me to take care of him? <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, I'm in fucking Croton. Like, <laughs> That's and I, a real ass shit. But that, but that really like made me feel like, wow, like I have a fan. Like that, like, that, yeah. made, me, that made me feel fantastic. He's like, I'll take one grassy posse shirt. Thank yeah, you. exactly. But like that was, uh, that was probably the worst that I've actually gotten it. Cause like now I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, I think it's the improv cause you do it for so long that people will literally just like yell out shit cause you're used to it. Mm -hmm. That it, it's gotten to the point where like I just have fun with it. But like the heckler show that like, you were talking about, were you at the one, the one that we did for the Yonkers Comedy Festival? You weren't at that yeah. one, right? Okay. I didn't go to that one either. Yeah. Duo, I heard that was like pff, such a shit show. That was, that got bad quick. Like that got, I mean, they were just, it was the comics were screaming at each other. The audiences were screaming at like it was just it was just a mess. I heard it was like a zoo. It was just, yeah. There was no... So by the time I actually got on stage, like they were just like, "Can you just stop comedy, please?" And I was like, "Okay." And like I just did a fifteen, and they were just like, "I love you." Like it, it was wow. it, it was fine. But I think if you go up like expect like because you've gone to shows that are not in the greatest neighborhoods or like that you already have a rowdy crowd and you know that you're going to get something. Like if you go in like expecting it to happen. You're a little more disciplined with your with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And did, it, did you ever do that place in Connecticut that JC used to do? The no. I heard that the, the New Ur Haven one, the right? Yeah, the urban, urban place. Urban means black for yeah, our non-comedy listeners. We went and uh, <clears throat> when I was going in, they wanted to charge me admission. I was like, listen, I'm performing tonight. What do you think I hang out here? <laughs> you know, then I had to go through the metal detector, all that shit. I was like, oh, oh wow. Jesus, what did JC Was it just get a bar? No, it was like this kind of like clubbish kind of thing. I've never had, had to go through a metal detector. I've never they, gone through a metal detector. They had, rap, they had rap and comedy. Now, every, hmm. every comic was black, except me. And I think uh, Jillian Cohen. But... Every comic that went up was like ripping on the place for being ghetto and shit. Wow. But but I couldn't do that one. <laughs> but that was the one with the people in the front that were all they all looked like rappers. It was fucking ridiculous. This kid looked like ludicrous. His nose was big, his ears. 
Uh, another dude had like a black thing with red sleeves and a kango. Your like nose, a your nose just like, has to. He's like a yeah, gypsy man. I swear to God, he's Ludacris's cousin. <laughs> I swear to, that's what he looked like. And the other dude looked like LL Cool J. Then there was a dude with a sideways hat with the dreads and the thing on his teeth. He looked like Little John. A grill. And there was another was guy looked like Easy E. And when I went up there, they started busting. Uh, I just fucking tore them apart. When I, started, when I started calling them, like I, I said... What, I, rappers they all look like? Yeah, I said, all these guys are busting on this place. I said, but I don't know what they're talking about. I said, this, for me, for a white boy, this is like playing the Apollo. <laughs> I said, and when do you get to perform in, in front of such rap royalty? And they didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Then I was like, we got Ludacris in the house. There you go. And as soon as you did that, all his friends were like, ah, I was like, what are you laughing at? A little Cool J? Oh, that was it. They just fucking... Well, oh, my I, God. They probably like, carried you out on their shoulders. Like, this guy's bad. <laughs> well... My friend Luke was in the bathroom, the other white person that was there, and he's in a stall, and he says, these guys come in, and he hears, yeah, that white motherfucker, and he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he was like, yo, he was funny as fuck, man. He was like, oh, thank God, mate, though, we were dead. Wow. We would have never got out of there. But, well, I, I feel like your material also, like, loosens people up, mm -hmm. like, because you, like, you, go, you go there. Right, like, and as soon as they hear like how vulgar you are, they're like, they feel okay, comfortable. We accept yeah. you. We accept you because no matter you could I ever tell you that that you were the first person I ever saw at my first open mic. Aww. First person really? at the White Plains at, when we went to um oh my God Copperface Jacks. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. You were the, so I went random one day and I showed up and I was nervous as shit. It was the first time. It was August of 2014. And I was so freaking nervous. I was like sweating. My palms were Chris Robinson was Aww. hosting it. So Aww. that's how, you know, it's way back. So like <laughs> they're going way, and you were the first one to get up there and you told the nastiest shit ever and it bombed bad. Like it, <laughs> like, it was bad. Like I think that's the first time you'd pulled out the Kim Kardashian joke. Oh, really? You might've pulled that out. And I, and I heard like the terrible, terrible things you were saying. And I turned to my then fiance and I was like, Okay, I can do this. Like, <laughs> I can totally if do this that. Guy could do I, it, seriously, yeah. if, if he could get out and say the nastiest shit, that, that, that's a true story, though. The first time I saw JC was there, too. Oh, at the Copperface? Yeah, and that's when he did his bit with the, the fried chicken and the watermelon. Yep. Oh, God. And let me tell you something. It was so fucking funny, because if you remember the, the window behind it, yep. people were passing by. They and, stopped. And, yeah. they were, and they were doing, like, double takes. <laughs> he's, he's on the stage eating this with the watermelon. I was fucking crying. God. Oh, Copperface Jacks. Yeah. I don't miss that place at all. No, and that was the first time I actually ripped the crowd. Like, I, I, I was so, that was like my fourth time ever getting up, and there was these group of girls who were literally just like sitting in a booth just talking uh. so loud, and I was just trying to get material out, and I literally just flipped a shit on them. And that's probably like the first time Frank ever saw me, too. Like, and I was just like <laughs> this quiet, like skinny white kid who was like, hey guys, I got jokes about my Now mom. look at you. Yeah, exactly. And then I was just like ripping them apart. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I like, got off the stage, just like, I feel so good now. <laughs> so that, do you remember anything specifically you said? You just were like, what's wrong no, with you? No, because they were just talking. And, I, and then I think I, I was telling my jokes, I was telling my jokes, and everyone was laughing except them because they just wouldn't shut the fuck up. And so I literally just stopped, and I was like, who comes to a comedy place? It was a bar. So like, they had me on that. But, like, this is a place of comedy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, well, who comes to an open mic night and just doesn't shut the fuck up? And like, they stopped for a second. And then like we just started going back and forth, and she was like really nasty and really. And I just ripped her a new ass. I remember that. Yeah, I that was just I was pissed. Wow. I, and then I never did that again because I was just like, no. That place was. Oh, that wasn't the greatest. I told the heckler once like he was just talking and drunk in the front row, and like and then he started talking to me like I I don't know I couldn't tell because sometimes guys like 
they try out trying to be funny, but it comes to me like in the form of heckles, you know? Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, is this person like malicious? Like, are they are they trying to like peacock a little like guys do and be like, hey, look at me, I'm funny. Yep. Um, but he was just like saying a lot of dumb. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, just save it. And he was kind of nerdy looking. I was like, save it for Reddit. And then everyone was like, ah. Well, that's the thing too. I feel like if anybody calls out in the middle of the show, unless you're directly addressing them, it's a heckle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if it's not a malicious thing, like, even if they're just, like, you know, like, I've had people finish, like, jokes, for like, you know, or, like, Ugh. try to, like, come up with, like, different punchlines, like, as I'm saying it, and I'm just like, Dude. That's not okay. Like, I'm just like, listen, like, you, and I, I, I've told people, like, listen, you paid to hear me talk. Right. Like, in, just enjoy your food, enjoy your drink, and yeah. just listen to me talk. People like, don't do that at TED Talks. No, they you know? do not do that at TED Talks. My <laughs> mom heckled me once. She was like, she was at, I think, the Heckler Show, and oh, she yeah, drunkenly that. yelled out, she's like, tell them about Conan, how you used to work for Conan. And I'm like, Mom, I think, I mean, no, you're, I, I guess you're that. trying to help, but I'm like, <laughs> it's uh, not working. This is worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're adorable, but. But, no. you know what? Let's, uh, let's go to our first commercial break. Let's do that. Let's do that action when we get back. We're going to talk about how successful all three of us are. Yay! Yes. I'm excited for that. Listen to White Lazy. Bulletproof has always been about identifying and taking advantage of every single thing that makes people perform better. When you drink it, you just don't care about food. No cravings, no hunger for four to six hours, and you feel a kind of mental clarity that you probably haven't felt in years. Have you heard of uh, Bulletproof Coffee? I tried it today, I feel pretty good. and choose from a wide selection of exotic flavors. Out of all the personalities, aspiring musicians, writers, poets, and internet sensations here in the 21st century, there is, indeed, one group that loves smoking a hookah better than everybody else. That's right, the Zadalza Entertainment Network. A broadcast network hailing from New York, comprised of all original programming and personalities. And they smoke the hookah like it's nobody's business. They pack a hookah for their network meetings, live broadcasts. They've even come up with their own signature tricks such as the L-shaped exhale and the smokestack. Ah, yes. No one enjoys a hookah better than the boys over at www.zenlive.tv. You're watching the Zadaza Entertainment Network on zenlive.tv. And we are back. I hope you missed us. Because for the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking into your ear holes. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, we kind of have a, a kind of a personal topic to get into, and this is something that kind of affects, at least I think, just about every comic, definitely every comic on this show, um, and that's kind of like how we measure success. Um, 
And you know, with social media and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that great stuff, it seems it's very easy to hear about your colleagues' successes and like you know they're doing another uh, album recording or they just became a writer for this show or they're getting on Conan or this mm -hmm. that and the other thing. So I think it's like really easy to kind of like judge yourself uh, based off what your peers are doing. Um, I know I definitely do it, and it doesn't it doesn't make me feel so good sometimes. But you know I think it I think it's something interesting to talk about. So what I, what I did is I got a list of our accomplishments from everybody in this room and from JC uh, about what he's most proud of. Uh, and then like, kinda, I feel like we'll talk about it and then see like, where do we want to get? Cause I feel like the three of us, it, it's interesting. Like the three of us in this room, like we are all doing something different from one another, like and how we're approaching this comedy beast. So we'll, uh, we'll get into that. But I asked JC, uh, and his response was producing Comedians Why We're Messed Up, his web series. So that's something he's extremely proud of. Uh, and I quote, creating a string of fun alternative shows, which is something that you kind of read on a resume. But mm -hmm. I, I, I like that. <laughs> Does that mean gay shows? That's a, I don't know what alternative, alternative? like, uh, like yeah, indie maybe. rock um, kind of thing. The Subway Mike, I do remember that. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Heckler Show, which was, which was, was, which was good for some while. The Triple X Show, which was, uh, that was with you. It was a Delph. No, no, it was no. at uh, Pete's Saloon, I think. Was it? It was in Pleasantville. Yeah, it was in somewhere in Pleasantville. So that was that show. Uh, the church show that he did at Stand Up New York. Uh, and Is he still doing that? I don't know if he's still doing that. Is church that. still a thing? I don't think he is doing that anymore. It. I haven't seen it either. I don't think... I know, because he's new... He does that show with Tracy uh, Carnazzo. He does that show. I see that every synagogue. now Synagogue? Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, Would he convert from yeah. church to synagogue? And he's just no, going to keep going from door That's to door. Uh, and then, of course, he said three drink minimum, Aww. which is just... Which I said is, that, too. Which, too. Is, which is near and dear to our hearts. But, Vaccarelli, what, what did you... Uh, what, do you have your list in front of you, or do you want me to read off your list, too? No, I don't have it in front. Okay, of me. I'll read. I'll read off your your list too. So you said your number one was coming in third on my first show ever. It was a contest. Yeah. So that was uh, <clears throat> Glenn Miller. Yes. Um, Satan's we, comic. Yeah, we all know him. <laughs> uh, he was doing a contest at Rudy's, and I had never done stand up before. I used to write the scripts and shit. And uh, a friend of mine from work has been a comedian since like the '90s, and he was on the on the thing. Okay. And I said, you know if. If I don't try it now, I'll never try it. You know, my friend's on the show. Let me give it a shot. So I emailed Miller, and he was like, hey, you caught me in a good mood. I'll, I'll add you. And I only had, like, three or four days to write the material yeah. and memorize it. And I, I did pretty damn good. You know, That's, hey, I mean, for your first time. And my friend came in second. He was like, oh, I beat you. I was like, oh, I hope so. <laughs> was that the one with Chris Robinson? Yeah, he won. It was bullshit. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Fucking Glenn Miller said he won only because of the, the thing with Mamarinek in the beginning. He was like, Mamarinek is old. <laughs> Listen, you know, char well, charity's a thing. Yeah. Uh, you you got uh, you playing Levity Live, which is probably like the most beautiful. Right. It's one of the most beautiful clubs I've in New York. I've played, yeah. I've played twice, I think, or once. Side Six Show? All or right, yeah. Or say six show, yeah, right. that's a good. Uh, being a host of Three Drink Minimum, right? of course. There you go. Look at you making of dreams course. come true. <laughs> uh, doing the stand-up New York Heckler show, that which, was we, great, which we man. just mentioned. 
uh, and successfully producing a profitable show, which is the one that you and I, right, that's the one you're referring to, we packed that place yeah. out. Which show is this? That was with Lucy's. Dustin, right? Dustin Chafin, yeah. Yeah, we, so we did a, a Lucy show uh, I co-hosted with Chris. Chris booked everybody, and we sold that place out, and we booked the shit what out of it. What was your secret to... I was fucking handing out flyers at the train station. He went everywhere. And really? And printed out flyers, and we were giving them to people and stuff like that. Like, that was the hustle. And that's what you got, like, honestly, that's sometimes, like, unless you get a venue that is willing to promote and things like that, which is very rare. Super um, rare. Like, you have to go out as the booker yourself and just, and just be everywhere and be like, hey, come to a comedy show. Now, that was a, that was a fun show. So, back, so, seeing your list. Right. So, I mean, because you didn't do in comedy two? Almost two, not, not yet two. So, like, what do you want to get out of comedy uh i don't know i'm 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 happy the way it is. i mean you know i i feel bad for like some of the like some of the younger kids that have been like trying for years yeah. and hitting up three four shows a night and yeah. i just book whatever i you know i mean i work a crazy job so monday through friday i'm pretty much screwed you know so i just book whatever i can just have fun doing it i don't you know yeah, because like that's the, that's the sense I get from you. It's like kind of like this is just a fun thing I do. Right. Like you know, and, and it's fun. I enjoy doing it, and yeah. I like getting up and making people laugh. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, if something happened where like you know, I yeah. got an opportunity, I blew, I'd be fucking oh, thrilled. Absolutely. Thrilled, but it's not like oh fuck, I'm, I'm riding on I'm this. Gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm always gonna be here. You know, like you're just like listen, a couple more years to the pension, and yeah, that's, that's and it. then yeah. and yeah. then we're home free. I'm yeah, ri- I'm rich already. That's it. No. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just not famous. <laughs> That, that's close enough, though, because because yeah. one out of two ain't bad. That's right. how the song goes. So so Chrissy, Chrissy, looking at yours, uh, looking. There, so you got laughs on Fox, which yeah. is which is some hot shit. And that yeah, that's that's been so great. And and that was, or is or was Steve Hostetter's show. Yeah, he's producing. Producing it, it yeah. and uh, you know I've been on there now like maybe five or six times, or like through reruns, or just like you know a couple tapings. So that's been like the most airtime I've ever had on TV, you know, yeah. and it's, I'm just glad I did it because there, there was a time in the beginning where people were like, oh, don't do it, and people I knew were not doing it because they thought, like, oh, that comics weren't going to be treated well or not paid, and that all was, like, BS because he, yeah. he pays people, and it was, it was, it's been so great. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of this country, you know, at these last tapings, you know, like Columbus, Ohio. So, Good old Columbus, old Ohio. Columbus. Was that a five-hour drive? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. But Frank drove all of it. I mean, I just it was hard for me just sitting in the front, but, you know. You Why, were you bent over? No. Ah. <laughs> well, if you drive that long, you should have hooked them up. Uh, I did a little bit, but then uh, there was, like, a trucker who was, like, observing. I don't know. That's cool. That's, like, people yeah. watching. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's good. He, he was, like, I don't know. You have to focus on the road and not your penis. I yeah. mean... I've gotten blown while I drove. It's right. You can't really lose yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just kind of like, uh, you know. It happens. It's a little bit worse than using the cell phone. That'll be one of my other comedy goals. Like, blow my boyfriend on the road <laughs> and not get into an accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So you got Stonewall in the New York Comedy Festival last year. Which yeah, is... that was like, and like, I just did that off of an email. Like, I emailed the guy who's in charge of the festival, and I was like, "Hey, I noticed you have no like LGBT shows in, yeah. in the New York Comedy Festival." And he's like, "You know what? This is a good lineup. Sure, I'll like put you in there." And 
you know, I guess it's kind of like takes away the the mystique of it to like tell everybody that I just sent an email, but like it just goes to show you like always, always ask, ask, ask for stuff. Um, yeah, and and I was really proud of it because I'm doing that show like it'll be three years in June, and um, so I was really excited about that. That's and, freaking awesome. And uh, it, it feels good, and it felt really good as a producer to, to like sort of like say to the lineup like hey yeah like we're gonna be in this festival there's gonna be more people coming you know i it just feels like i was very proud it's like some validation too it's like you know i work my ass off and now it's like look what i have now there's a poster behind me that says (laughs) (laughs) take pictures (laughs) uh you put raising 566 dollars for new york city pride yes that was our last that was our show in oh god that was just a couple months ago just a couple weeks ago uh it was our fundraiser show for nyc pride and yeah we raised 566 bucks and you know I charged a little bit more and but it felt really good to like give that much money or I mean I don't I'm not a charity person on my own so I was just like okay this feels like I understand why people do this because it feels good yeah um Good shit. And, yes. then, and then you got good old uh, three drink minimum and on 3DM. there. three DM. Got a good old three DM on there. So I mean, kind of because again, like this is what kind of separates all of us. So like you've been doing comedy six years. Six, six years, years, but it's like it's so hard to count. Like I've been very serious, maybe like four of yeah. those years, and the first two were like here and there, open mics, and not really sure. And like Chris, I have a day job that like pays all my bills, so I don't I don't need to do like a desperate, hungry hustle. You know, and I feel like it's kind of nice in that way. Like, yeah. whatever happens, I'm thrilled about, but I'm not, like, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's, like, my parents paid for me to go to college, so it's like I'm going to try to have the best day job I have while I'm supporting myself. Yeah. And if something happens, great, but I'm not going to, like, I don't know, you know, like, stress myself out and be, like, a waiter or, like, to do something that, like, I don't, I don't know how to put this. Like, I don't mean to shit on, like, waiters no, and bartenders. That's, like, less time-consuming or, like, stressful or, like, a job that's yeah. more flexible with hours or something like that. But it's just, like, I have a steady job that pays me. Yeah, and, like, some people think, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a starving artist that it's, like, better to do it that yeah. way. And it's, like, I'm just going to, like, you know, write jokes on my lunch break. And, you know, it's been working. And I have an awesome job now. I can, I can like, leave at, like, five and... Um, you know, go to the bathroom and stuff like that. So <laughs> that wasn't allowed in my other job. No. But I do worry sometimes, like, what if I do get a really great opportunity and it comes to the point where mm. I like would have to leave my job? Then it's like, well, then the the coins have to line up and it has to be worth it. So I am afraid. Like, I very much want that to happen, but I'm afraid, you know, of that day and like well, how that will look. Well, I feel like there's a huge difference too for someone who has like a day job, like 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 myself, like back like you that pays all our bills like that we're not like that starving artist because like not everything is relying on us you know getting to that point Mm -hmm. where it's just like okay comedy needs to pay my bills you know i think i feel like that'd be great if we could all get to that point but like we're not in need of it like right this second so we're not you know taking every single open mic opportunity Mm -hmm. and and things like that and I don't know, like, I, I dealt with that, like, when I had my shitty office job. Like, I dealt with that for a long, long time. Like, I just wanted to quit and was just like, I'm going to go try to do comedy, like, you know, and I'm going to starve for a year and stuff like yeah. that. But I was just like, 
I don't know if I want to do that because then at that time I also had my fiance and was like, I don't want to put her through that either. Like if it was just me, like living my own little shitty life and was yeah. just like, okay, I'll just make myself suffer, right. then maybe. She doesn't like ramen, so. Yeah, no, she, we did that enough in college. Like, no, I think so no, too. No. I think there comes a point where you're just like, no, I, I'm an adult. Like I want to live. Like yeah, of course I have a roommate. Like I'm not there yet, but it's like I don't. You know, I don't need to like have a mattress on the floor situation. I don't need to eat garbage every day to be like, oh, I'm really, I'm so into comedy because I'm like living worse. Yeah. Like I've known people who are like that. And oh yeah. I, you know. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. So and, I mean, and and I also, I also started at 45 years old. Man, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it it's different. So then, Christy Lewis Black started like what? I mean, yeah, a lot of successful people have started late. Started late. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know. I'm, I'm at a union job 15 years. You know, yeah. so where am I, I'm not, not going to quit that to be yeah, like, I got medical all right, benefits, I go. retirement. That's, that's uh, sweet. I don't know that many five people Five weeks have vacation. That. You know, what? Yeah. That's I'm amazing. on vacation this week. I'm going to South Beach. Wow. Go. Good and for then, you, and dude. Then, uh, I Getting back, late, and left then, and right. Sorry. <laughs> mostly. Maybe just mostly left. Room, yeah. It doesn't leave the room. No, and then. Uh, no, no one else is listening. Don't worry. <laughs> then, uh, then I go to work for a week and then I'm off another week. There you go. Living the it's life. It's like, yeah. So, but Chrissy, for like, so for you then, because like talking about before, like we see all of our peers and, and things like that, like they're getting into, you know, like the Milwaukee festivals and, and things like that. Like for you, since we're not starving artists, like what do you deem as successful? Like when you get in, like comedy, like where do you, what kind of point do you want to get to where you're like, yes, that's what I'm going for? I feel like things are, like things have to, like for example, today I was um, seen for a pilot show. Um, I guess, I don't know if I can talk about it. I don't know if it's even happening. It might, that's the thing. You, you get seen for these things that might not even end very often don't happen. Yep. So they seem like things uh, at the time, but then, but I think overall, like it's nice to be thought of for coming in and testing for a pilot oh, yeah. or a show or like, Hey, we want to try you out as this co-host of this oh, you, thing. Yeah, you never know. Um, so, so like every so often when that happens, I feel like, okay, like I'm moving along. People are sort of like seeing what I'm doing and that makes me feel good, even if nothing comes about. And you just have to like, ugh, just so much positive thinking. And because I see my like peers all the time, like getting shit on like MTV and like all yep. these photos of them, like in you know what was it, Adam Levine's house party and like all these shows in Montreal. And it's like, you know, I feel like it's, there's so much you can get down on yourself, and you can go, oh, so and so got it, and I think I'm better than so and so. So like, what am I doing wrong? And you know, I don't think it. it, it you, you may think that. that, but it's not that. Yeah. I, I mean, you see some people that get successful, and then, yeah, all right. It's, and you see some people that aren't. And, and you're just like, like, how are they not successful? Right. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I feel like you can't, if you go down that rabbit hole and you start judging your own success based off of your peers, it's going to be a long, a long shitty hunter. road for you. <laughs> like, because it, it is, like, you know, and be like, oh my, well, I think I'm funnier than that person and stuff like that. But, you don't know who they know. You don't right. know that they are the ones going to every single open mic, you know, and they got saw seen by some random person at Caroline. So, you know, when they were doing that, it's a slippery slope. I mean, that's... And it's true because people we don't even know could be looking at things each of us are doing and, and being jealous, you know? Like, it's hard to... I feel like it's hard to think about that stuff, but there, that exists. That's so right. I got I got this gig, man. Well, I'm sure a lot of people were... <laughs> people are like, that's dying that bitch. motherfucker. Got on that three drink minimum. Well, that's the thing. And, and br breaking off what you said about just emailing people. So my my five, because I got five. I got 
the winning the comedy contest, so similar to you, the Copperface Jack. That, Copper that was your first Jack, time ever doing stand-up, right? That was like, I mean, like on a technical show. Because I had done the, like the three or four open mics, and that was it. Like at Copperface Jack's. So you're a prodig- child prodigy. So you were new. You were new. I was. Oh, I was. God, I was brand spanking. I come by. I was like, this fucking kid won. Well, that's the thing. Like they said, <laughs> and JC like gave me so much shit for that because they said like they. It was funny too because I went, uh, Jade went, and then I got brought like one of my coworkers. And who was on the show? Were you on that show? You you were on that yeah, show. JC Keenan was on the show. Yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of other people, and you guys. A lot of people have been doing comedy for some time. You know, and I was just like, I've gotten up four times. Like, let's do it. Why not? Like, I'll throw $20 down. Why not? And see what happens. But you had all those transferable improv skills. And that's, and that, I honestly think that's kind of what it was. So JC won the crowd vote. Uh, and I think Keenan came in for second for that. And then I won the judges vote. And it was Sheba Mason, um, Mary Beth Mooney, and then there was someone else. That dude. What was that dude? Oh, yeah. It was some random guy who... Like Henry Winkler. Like yeah, I have no <laughs> idea who he was. But when they, it was funny because like I wasn't. Ex- if I thought I was gonna win anything, I was like maybe I'll win the crowd vote because like I'll smile at someone. Like so maybe you felt it. It was good. Yeah, like, like you felt they liked yeah. you. Yeah, and I was like okay, and it was like I did that sweet spot. Like I was number like seven out of twelve. So I was like I was like good. It's like right in the middle of the lineup. The crowd's all warmed up, and the guy didn't even say my last name. He was just like the winner is. It was Adam. <laughs> he goes Tommy. And that was it. Like, that's all he said. And like, share. I was like, shit, I think, I don't know if Tommy Phillips was on that show. I don't think he was, thank God. Oh, God. But, but so, uh, I, like, won. And so, and JC, like, came up to me, like, weeks later and was like, when they said Tommy, everyone was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, who, like who, who is that? And, I, like, I was on cloud nine. Like, that was, like, fantastic. And that's when Frank was like, listen, what was that show in uh, Tarrytown? Oh my God! That the little bar in the wall that was like downstairs in that basement. There is a show that he did in Tarrytown for like quite some time. I can't remember the name off of his head, but like he was like, "All right, I can book you on that show now." Like, you know, like, and I was like, "Well, who are you gonna pay me?" He's like, "Absolutely not. <laughs> not, not even close." But like that was that was a good feeling. That was, yeah, uh, that, that was that was also that good because they they critiqued you too. Yes. And I was real happy with the critiques that I got yeah. from them. You know, so. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, that's what I kind of like about if you do a contest. I hate it when they don't critique you because then it's just like, okay, I have no idea what I did wrong. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I might have stumbled over a joke and I liked. know. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, you know, if people can tell me, like, yes, I like that or no, I didn't like that, I prefer that a whole lot more. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, PatCast was definitely one of those things of creating that, that show because that show is just... I, I, I How is a, that going? Like, oh, my God. What's your like, listener well, viewership? So, because it, it's on SoundCloud and iTunes and iTunes, unfortunately, you can't track how many people are listening. But, like, I had an episode that was way over a 1,000 people and I was like, this, this is considering That's how great. many football... It wasn't mine. It's so specific. One. Our, ours, wasn't the preseason? Our, ours wasn't up there. But, like, I have people, like, because I paid like a shit ton of money for the SoundCloud special account and they were like like you get to see like everybody who listens and like I have a ton of people from the Netherlands. Wow. I'm, like, you don't Probably because the... you look like you're from there. Maybe? Like I don't I, you don't even have the NFL there though. <laughs> like, I'm like I don't I don't know what yeah. you're a Viking. No, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. right? So that was cool. And like but what you said about emailing, so like uh in August like, I'm going back to Green Bay because the CEO and president of the Packers, like, is going to be on the show. What? And that was literally me emailing him. Holy just going, crap. Like, I emailed him on New Year's Eve, like, through a non-authorized email because, like, he answers fan questions every now and then. And I emailed him, and I was like, 
here's my name, here's a sample episode I do, like I get a bunch of listeners, here's some stats, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, I'd love to be on your show. I was like, okay, that's fantastic. He knocks got, the email. He like, got him on New Year's Eve. Oh, he I was did. drunk, probably. Oh, my was God, like, I was so oh, happy. I was, I was so happy. That's amazing. And so when is that? That's in August. So I'm okay. going back to Lambeau Field to do that. So you got him in advance, like eight months in advance? Yeah, and it was funny because I reached out to his secretary and I called her like the day after he got back to me and she didn't call me back for like three weeks. And I was like, shit. So I called her he again. He was just drunk. Yeah, and I, I know. I was like, damn it. Because he like gave me his secretary's number, and I called her again and left a message with my email, and she emailed me back and was like, okay, yeah. When it gets a little bit closer, like we'll, we'll book it, but you're right. good. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm definitely down with that. And then, um, so that was definitely something. Um, are you all right? We're dying. It's like an animal noise. <laughs> it's a unicorn. The, um, but then also the getting on Good Morning America, even though it was for like seven seconds, was... Uh, cool. When was that? That was, that was like last year. When he did it, the... the Game of Thrones reaction video, oh, which was yeah, so freaking right. funny. Because I literally just... I, I, and this was the, the thought process. I watched it. It was 11 o'clock at night. And like, I was like, damn, I should make a reaction video because a lot of people would watch that because they're going to be like looking all this shit up and stuff like that. And I was like, but I'm really lazy and I don't want to. And I was like, all right, fine, I do it. And so I put on my Grassy Posse shirt and I did it and like I went to sleep <laughs> and I just put it up there and like got like six views. How was long like, was okay, the reaction whatever. video that you made? Like two and a half minutes, maybe like something like that. Put it up. And then the next day, like, I looked it up again, and I think, like, 2,000 people looked at it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, uh, I'm cool with that. That's totally fine. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I was fine with that. And then <laughs> what happened was I had one of my buddies message me. He goes, dude, I just saw you on Good Morning America. I was like, what? And, uh, and he, like, sent me, and that's, like, how Rolling Stone, that was BuzzFeed, made a gif out of me. Like, and I was just like, this is so cool. Like, no one, because the guy, what happened was they took my video and then put it as a part of, like, a mashup compilation yeah. video, yeah. but he didn't credit me, so, like, okay. my name was nowhere. Uh, the only thing was, like, I had my Grassy Posse shirt on. Is it on. visible? Did it yeah, it, it, it's, it's visible, like, and people got in touch with me afterwards, cool. and it was like, you know, like, that's really cool. Oh, that video was fucking hysterical. It was great. Yeah. Like, I did that one, so, like, the other one would be the Packers video, because that's what, like, because that hit, I think that was, like, 67,000 views. That's when I was holy just like, holy shit. shit, that's cool. Yeah, that, that was fucking funny. That too. was cool. So much. Uh, that one I was cool with, and that's when, like, I had Packer fans, like, reaching it, because that was two years ago, yeah. when the Packers, like, just lost, we were about to go to the Super Bowl, and they, they blew it in the last and you were like, yes, this is it. I was just, I was so happy, and then it was just so depressed and miserable. And I made that video as a joke, like it literally is a parody of me going like, oh my god, we're gonna win, and it's like, and we lost, like you know, and it's just like five minutes long. And I had people reaching out to me, they're like, thank you so much, you really helped me through this loss. And I'm like, no one died. It's a football game, but like, okay, I'll help you out. And they're like, he was great. He was just like, all right, just don't turn over the ball. They're like, they fucking turn over the ball. It was, it was so much freaking fun. Was it while it was happening? Uh, no, I did that like a day later. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you remembered exactly like everything that happened. Yeah, I, 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 I. Oh yeah, he still does. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like, like it I was, have flashbacks. It was literally within two and a half minutes. Like they literally had like a twelve-point lead and just blew it, and they didn't oh, go to the Super Bowl. Oh no! So like it was something that like stuck in my mind, and I was like so depressed and shitty over, it, and it was just like you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna make this video as a form of therapy for myself. Yeah. And uh, and that's and that's really what happened. And you didn't uh, expect it to get. No. No, I made that just for shits and giggles, but like it went up on like the number. No, not not even because at that point, like I didn't have any. I think like my number one YouTube video was like 200 views. So I'm like, I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. And then I remember sitting down that night 
and I was watching literally the numbers just go up and up and up and up, and I was just like, this is so cool. Like, this is just, this is And you're like, are you thinking, like, who are these people? Like, what do they look like, these people that are watching it? Like, where are they? Yeah, and that's the thing, though. Like, they're probably Green Bay fans. No, Probably Netherlands. Yeah, probably Netherlands, but that's the thing. Like, and they were the ones who reached out to me and was like, we would love to see you do something, like, with the Packers. And I was like... Okay, wow. and that's when I did the podcast. That's how you got the idea. And that's when I it's did from the podcast. The fans. That's from the fans. That's so from funny. And like, and I, when I did that stupid Utica video with Frank, it was the last thing I ever expected anybody to watch. I was totally fine with my 40 views. Yep. And then, and now it's like almost. And that was like a year old almost, right? Yeah, it was from this past summer. And it's like over 16,000 now, yeah. which is like the most I've ever gotten on anything. And then I made it to be dumb, but people were like, you're not telling any jokes. You're the worst comedian. And I'm like. This I pulled this out of my ass Literally. like in yeah. four minutes and uh, like I don't know it was crazy I had like more hate mail than people saying I was great <laughs> like privately people would message me like oh I think you're really funny you should come to my town come to Syracuse but, but uh, seriously I hate you but publicly yeah. woo so bad like YouTube comments like people calling me a horse for like a week straight <laughs> uh, like the horse comparison photos like me and then next to a horse I was googling there was a couple days where I was googling pictures of like Carrie Bradshaw and horses I was like do I really look like a horse um, it's, <laughs> clearly I'm over it so but, but yeah we've moved yeah. on we've moved on but no it's you know but that I feel like for success for me just like and this will be the last point be like if I can make it to the point where I can wake up and be like, okay, I can do whatever I want today. You know, like, if I want to go do comedy, cool. If I want to take a day off and watch Netflix all day, cool. Oh, God, I would love that. that that's literally I'm changing point. my answer to that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just wake up and be like, I'm going to binge a season today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I kind of do that now sometimes. <laughs> Good for you. You're already living it. You're living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah, I think to be able to, like, to have the ability to create, like, whether it's camera crew or, like, the actual, like, editing, like, to be able... I'm not saying this well, like, the team in place for you yeah. to create whatever you want, whenever you want. And That's, I guess you don't need to be financially independent to make that happen. But. It's very true. It, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. But All right. Well, going around, uh, I'm sure we got some plugs. Mr. Chris Vaccarelli, where can people find you? Wednesday at Levity <laughs> Wednesday. Live. That's it. Just this, Wednesday. Look This for me. Wednesday. Levity Live. Nice. That's right. <laughs> this Wednesday, Levity Live, and then Thursday in motherfucking South Beach. Are you actually wow. doing a show, or are you just gonna be like be there? I'm just gonna. Oh, it might be a show. Might be a donkey show. I don't know. Ew! Wouldn't be the first time back. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Chrissy Mayer, where can people find you? Um, tomorrow. Well, I'm at Old Man Hustle in the city. Um, probably gonna do some comic strip late night this week. Um, Thursday, I'm at the brokerage in Long Island. My family will be there. Oh. Um, April Fool's Day is on Friday. Um, I is. think I'm on Otto's Shrunken Head on Friday and Saturday. Oh, it's comedy at Stonewall this Saturday. So Boom. please come. That's at 8 o'clock. Stonewall in Christopher Street. I'm hosting it. Jessica Kirsten's headlining. It'll be great. Nice. And... And then Ha, I think, is finally opening like this. Is it for real now? I think maybe in the next couple of weekends. <laughs> is it for real? <laughs> God. Vic DiVitello referred to Ha as the hermit crab of comedy clubs. <laughs> so I was like, that's actually really apt. Oh, that's right. I'm going to be there, too, in April. Yeah, yeah, me I was too. supposed to be there in March. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's March 28th. <laughs> Glenn Miller's like, you want to do a show with me? at Ha, this date, this time, 10 o'clock. All right. There you go. And then I look at the calendar. I'm like, motherfucker, it's a Sunday at 10 o'clock at night. 
God. Hey, it'll be good, though. Next uh, next Friday, April 8th, I'm at Trotteria. Uh, that's Ooh. an 8.30 show. That's Chips Cooney uh, is going to be there and Tommy Gooch. Chips, it's true. And then this Friday, uh, April 1st, uh, Memphis Maze, it is their 10-year anniversary show. Wow. Uh, we got Tommy Gooch, Dan Lamort, uh, Chris Lambert. We, that, that lineup is stacked. Uh, and they're giving away free prizes all day, free coupons, free drinks, free everything. This is this Friday? This is this Friday, cool. April 1st. So if you're in the Croton, Westchester area, come on out. Uh, always find me at TomGrassiComedy.com. But ladies and gentlemen, we're three drink minimum. I'm Tom Grassi. We'll see you next week. Bye.